right, hello everyone. Welcome to the Embassy Talks with M and J. You see J vibing over here. Uh, to to my intro music, to my uh non copyrighted free intro music that actually turned out to be a bop. I'm it, shout out to Epidemic Sound. Um, but yeah, how how is everyone doing? Happy Hump Day. Um. Thank you, Panda, for the bands and what's not. Oh, thank you, Gabby. I'm actually like bare face and everything. I didn't, I, I, I wanted to get my face a break from all the makeup. Um, cause I've been going hard lately. But yeah. Uh, thank you, thank you. Also, uh, hello, Tiger. I'm doing good. Uh, hey, Hen. Um, let's see. Okay. I think, I think I covered everything. Nee, thank you again for the raid. Shout out to Nee. Uh, hope your stream went well. Um, hope you were able to get stuff off your chest. You know, we love you and support you. So, um, and we will kidnap you for Korean barbecue. Um, yeah. <laughs> just so you know. Um, letting you know. <laughs> so, yeah. We're not like kidnapper kidnappers. We like let you know that we're kidnapped. You were we, a nice kidnapper. We tell you in advance. At least. <laughs> Oh, what do we got? Oh, there's a clip. I'm going for him. I was in the bottom. No, it's M and Dallas. I feel like for this specific kill, it's not me. It's not me. M and Daddy were also in the in the cockpit room, just staring at you. Like, what's going on? Always Dallas. So Gabby, M, the 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 bottom line is M is still right. Where you see it? I was struggling with that control. I couldn't get it back for that Among Us stream was funny. Uh, <laughs> your voice is fine, Gabby. Um, okay, but yeah, how how are you doing, Jay? I'm good. I'm well rested. I had a little nice little mental break. Uh, so yeah, so I came back. I'm good now. Like, good stream today for hours. <laughs> hours, <laughs> like five hour stream. Who knew? Uh huh. <laughs> and apparently, you had you have to um you know, readjust your assumptions, change your mind on some stuff, uh, had a whole experience. Hey, Mike, what up? It's Doc here. <laughs> um, because Doc, for before the we went live. So stay for the record. <laughs> for the record, I literally have still been eating on this sandwich. And I said, <laughs> Arby's is crack. Because <laughs> this sandwich is good. Uh, so yes, um, yeah, I, I've been fully converted to an Arby's person. I can't believe this. I told you that brisket um, was going to hit. And it's not, not even the brisket, it's that turkey sandwich. Oh. That, that, yes. I was like, with that ranch, it just hit. Like, I was like, Ooh. I've been eating on this since afternoon. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I, I'm, yeah, Arby's, go ahead and slap that sponsorship. Yes, but it's been too good. It's too good. Like I said, rested, recharged. Apparently, like uh, Arby's lover now. Uh, how have you been? Mm, been good. You know, uh, not as tired. I got some rest over the weekend. Um, and yeah, just been, just been working per usual. Uh, yeah, still, still packing up. Still packing up stuff. Moves still happening. Um, 
ran ran into a slight hiccup, but I think I think we're gonna work it out. I think we're good. But move is still happening regardless. It's just a matter of when. Um, but yeah. So, um, which reminds me. So, just FYI, this will be the last podcast uh, before my move because uh, I will be packing up in- to include my little game room and my stream setup and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah. So this is the last podcast. We will be back December first for sure um because everything should be set up by then fingers crossed um at least at least one monitor so i can like you know do the podcast uh so yeah um but yeah uh i guess we kind of eased into the church announcements but do you have any more church announcements uh oh now that i have physical copy because now i'm gonna click this anyway i need to slide that too hold on um, so, this is the worst. It always happens like this. No one to me. No. <laughs> okay, there we go. Sorry, y'all. All right. <laughs> All right, so we're going to plug. Um, cool book. Uh, oop, there we go. Now we can see it. All right, so uh, her is just about a mysterious woman who's found on the brink of death off the Gold Coast of Australia by Cyrus Dahandi, a fisherman with secrets of his own, with no recollection of his prior of her prior me- memories. She is enigmatic as she is beautiful. However, both are suddenly thrown together in a chaotic world where lives are in peril. Threats of supernatural and deadly attack at every turn can. The two ill-matched strangers overcome their constant bickering before an ancient evil claims her all at. So this is a cool black author. This is actually a friend of uh, one of the, like the writer friends through the group since he's been writing books uh, that he met through that little group of like just different black authors. They kind of like uh, springboard off each other, help each other, promote each other and all that kind of good stuff. Um, he wrote his second book already. This was his first, Malachi Bailey. It's on Amazon. Uh, and his second one just came out. But since I didn't read the first one first, I was like, I'm going to read his first. So just started this one. So if you're like supernatural and things like that, good little introduction book. And then also Mike's second book. And I finally I got it in the mail today. First, I I sent him a whole voice message. It just feels, I love books that have the texture like that. That's just like a personal thing. But yeah, Mike's, Mike's book, uh, the Surge series is also, oh, I'm sorry, Surge series, Harvester's Dysphoria is also on Amazon. Uh, and it's a prequel to the first book, so I can't wait to dive into that. Right, me like the ones like the like a different texture, like it's not soft, it's soft, not matte, but it's like kind of. It feels good. If you book lovers will know exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so like I'm really proud, and yeah, this one's also on Amazon, and I'm in. The, I made the dedications on this one. Hey, yeah. let's go. <laughs> you in print. Hey, I'm in print. All in print. <laughs> All in print. Uh, that's it. Too great. And I think that's going to be my new thing. I just like start plugging for my church announcements. That's really, y'all going to see a whole bunch of black authors from me. That's <laughs> it. Uh, and then also, uh, ooh, another one. I see. I need to get the last one though. But they don't really have books. Like, they don't have books, but they do have stickers and mugs and cups and uh hoodies and t-shirts and that's at empoweredmusemerch.com where you can support M 
and get some great merch because another black person black content creator hey <laughs> thank y'all for the plug thank y'all um i haven't forgotten to extend the well i kind of did forget but i haven't forgotten it's on my mind to do it. It, it i have it written down to extend the sale so um sale will be going for another week uh maybe a little bit longer um so still 20 percent off get your stuff i'm gonna reset it tonight as soon as i get off so that it'll still be in effect um so um okay do i have any more church announcements you already know about the move stuff uh i don't think so i don't think so i think we're good um i got y'all y'all know the schedule I already sent it out and stuff so we'll recap that before we raid out but um let's go ahead and get started so first things first uh cop 26 um which is cop stands for conference of the parties it's their 26th year what this is it was basically a summit um to talk about climate change and try to fix the earth because we fucked it up so bad um that that is lame as for what this is but it's been going on it started october 20 or october 31st and it's going through november 12th um so it's still ongoing but for, as of now uh our representative who is the president uh biden um actually just landed if i'm not mistaken but he did leave today uh from the conference so um we're still like representing but just from afar but he was over there uh for the past couple of days um so quick recaps as it pertains to the world and us um so a total of 190 countries and organizations agreed to phase out coal uh over the next you know a few decades um and within those countries there are 18 countries that promise to phase it out um additionally biden vowed to cut methane emissions and deforestation and he also got on to china and russia for not attending and he also apologized on behalf of america slash trump for pulling out of the paris climate accord um basically trying to make right with the international community uh in re well just generally but for this in regards to how we treated climate change for the past four to five years which in essence was non-existent we didn't really do anything um I don't know if we still are doing anything, honestly. I mean, we have su sustainability uh, in some places, but it's not to the levels that it could be. Um, so the conference was open to all state representatives, and by that, typically mean presidents, prime ministers, heads of states. Um, but I did notice uh, as I was like casually browsing and just like kind of picking up the um, key updates that it tended to feature mostly Western countries, European countries, us, um, with the exception of India. Um, that doesn't mean that nobody else was there, that it just seemed like that's who the media covered the most. But, so that, that was a recap. Um, it was a bit of international interest, uh, kind of interesting to see how Biden handled that with uh, the international community while elections were going on and election season was going on and has now ended uh essentially um over here uh overseas so um but yeah that's basically the recap uh got anything on this jaded any commentary more so yeah definitely because one 
I'm glad that we are, like, we have a competent president so that we can take part in these summits and things like that and conferences uh, to even talk about just taking care of the earth. Like, we have one, we have one earth as we know of so far, so gotta take care of it. Um, I did, coal definitely should be phased out. It's just a lot of these things are harmful. Uh, and there are so many, because we've had so many technological advances, we can move past using certain things. Like it's kind of, it's archaic. It's out, it's outdated. We don't need certain things. Um, and they are harmful to the environment. Uh, they definitely made sure to cover, uh, <laughs> the, uh, more clear, uh, population <laughs> of the world. <laughs> definitely did that they don't like to show too many they had too many ethnics on tv and once are in the pictures like oh no but they'll they'll show about it when it comes time to like talking about any famine and uh like droughts things like that right they'll, they'll plastic those pictures everywhere but like the people at the conference they're gonna make sure to show the whites but like you know yeah that's that's, that's just a tactic but that's what you kind of have to live with but it is um good again it's great that we're uh, in these talks again and that there are uh these summits and things like that do go on and that they should be doing more but this is like a starting point uh because like even right now uh madagascar that like the verge of uh, um climate induced uh famine like so then they're in the very middle of that like just it's heartbreaking like the amount of children that are dying uh and it's just the people who are starving at this point and then that, that brings it in to actually i'm gonna save that next part for what i have for the just don't care okay <laughs> but um but it's pretty sad uh and like especially for when they're coming in and talking about uh climate change and when like they're having some talk about climate change and when you see somewhere like madagascar who's at the verge of famine uh, because of the climate and they produce less than one percent like less than 0.1 percent like they're that's it's that insignificant the amount of carbon emissions that they produce mm -hmm. yet they are the ones affected and when people uh think like oh the climate doesn't like it might not affect you but guess what it's affecting other countries around the world, other continents like it's just, it's not something that's made up. <laughs> uh, and again, I'm so glad that at least this administration can be a part of uh, going back into these uh, talks because Cheeto Dust would have you believe that nothing's going on, that they just, <laughs> like, these things don't happen, which it is, and, like, more people should be, if, even, you don't have to be involved, but, like, just inform yourself and, like, let yourself be known so that way you can understand these things because, like, it's happening around you. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um... And, and of course, China and Russia are gonna be... Because we've been talking about China and Russia for, like, a couple months at this point now. So... Yeah. When... We're more like When they decided... Yeah, like, when they decided not to pay their dues for the yep. UN, it's like, they weren't gonna do this either. <laughs> no, they weren't. We're more than likely banned over there at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> But it is interesting because, um, like you said, Madagascar emitted, like, a fraction of emissions, right? So it's interesting that 
the countries that seem to not emit as much tend to suffer the most out of this. Meanwhile, uh, it's basically us and China who are emitting the most. I would say us, China, and India, I think, were the top three. And maybe Russia will be in the top five or ten. But we don't really... I mean, th we are suffering. I, I'm not saying we're not because, you know, the drought, um, droughts have gotten, like, drier... Uh, Weather's been spiking up in the summer. It's been getting hotter every year. Um, I'm sure it's like made in like had an impact on people's um, uh, underlying conditions like asthma and uh, just things like that um, with the environmental changes. So it's not that we haven't felt the effects, but it's just not to the extent of a place like Madagascar, where there's yeah. famine. Um, but yeah. Oh, also, did you happen to catch the clip of Biden falling asleep during one of the meetings? No. Yeah. I, I mean, everywhere. I swear. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't that doesn't make it better. It doesn't make your image better. But I mean, also, like, I probably would too. I I can't I can't like hold him to the fire that much when it's just like, yeah, you know, time change and all that, and you be up early and after being in a whole panorama and just kind of laying around all year, it did. You're not used to moving around like you used to. I get it. And he's old as shit. Um, these like, when we see like little bits and pieces of these summits, but then like, and the conferences, but when they're actually going through it, it's like, it's a whole day's thing. It's not like, oh, we're only going to meet for this. Like, sometimes they have, like, subcommittees, and they mm -hmm. get together and talk, and then these people get together and talk, and then, like, it's all these other foreign dignitaries, so then they, they meet up with this person, and they have conversations, so it's like, it's a, all, it's a whole thing. So by the time you get to the whole big one, you're just like, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. yep, I'm, I'm listening. I was like, Yeah. <laughs> Cause they even he did that like a while ago at a different one where he was sitting up, and then you see him. Yep. Just fall asleep. And it's like yeah, like and you're like listening, and it's especially if you're not talking, if you're just listening. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Just, and don't let it be a foreign language, and they got the interpreter in your ear, because then you just really just like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Man, <laughs> yeah. There will be. I'm sure there'll be more clips to come. I, I still remember when, um, I think it was when we were trying to figure out what we were doing in Libya, uh, back in t around 2014, I believe Obama had to be in the war room and stuff. Um, and Biden, Biden was there and he kind of fell asleep <laughs> in the war room and they call a clip of that too. I was just like, ah, yeah. I'd be sleeping. <laughs> He'd be sleeping. I don't blame you. I mean, I don't blame you, but also it doesn't help your, uh, yeah, I was like, it doesn't help your, to rebrand yourself from Sleepy Joe. Right. <laughs> My favorite Joe is Ice Cream Joe, because he loves him some ice. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, good old Joe. But yeah, so that was, that was just like a quick recap of what's going on so far in Glasgow. At the COP26, like I said, it's going, it's going to go through November 12th. Uh, I believe Greta uh, Thunberg, Thunberg, I can't say her name, Thunberg, Thunberg, did I say it right? Did I get it? I think. Okay. Um, Greta gave a speech, or, yeah, I think she gave a speech today, 
Um, I didn't catch like the summary of it, but I did see like headlines that she was speaking today. So, um, we shall see. I mean, it, it sounds good that we're like getting involved, like we said, and, um, you know, uh, uh, pledging to cut emissions and do our part. So hopefully we keep that. It depends. Um, according to the climate right now, I don't know if that's going to last because next topic, uh, we're going to talk about these, these election results. Um, so they were a mixed bag. So basically what happened was that in New Jersey, the government, the gubernatorial election um, is actually still to statistically tied and therefore too close to call as of like right now, like unless they called it about 30 minutes ago when I was doing the notes, it was still too close to call. Um, so, um, I own that eyes on that. Uh, Virginia was actually an interesting turnout. Um, I actually wasn't surprised. I'm going to say why in a little bit, but, um, in that election, Terry uh, McAuliffe lost to Glenn Youngkin, Republican Glenn Youngkin. Um, and uh, outside of that, there were multiple people of color who were elected as mayors uh, for a different city. So, you know, that's a plus side. Um, so going back to Virginia, uh, Virginia election, this, this seemed like for political pundits, um, for Democrats on the Hill, this seemed to be like the pulse check of like, okay, how are we doing for 2022? So the fact that uh, McAuliffe lost, and he lost about two percentage points, so it wasn't like a lot. He didn't like, he didn't get dragged, but he still lost, decidedly. So uh, for McAuliffe to lose, um, basically Democrats are kind of losing uh, morale. They're like kind of panicking. Um... This result actually didn't surprise me for two main reasons. One, um, the GOP actually, to their credit, they have a consistent, uh, consistent ground game. They have a cons they have a consistently strong ground game, and in all the coverages that I was watching, whenever I, I like peeped at, at the Virginia elections, it was all about Youngkin. I barely heard anything about, about McAuliffe. In fact, I forgot what McAuliffe looked like. I thought it was the other guy who did blackface, who got caught doing blackface uh, years ago. But I was like, oh, no, because he stepped down. Um, so, McAuliffe was just there. Um, he didn't really have a great ground game. He had the uh, moderate superpowers uh, uh, like VP Harris and Joe Biden go out there to sump for him. Obviously, to no avail. Um, so I would say, and I don't even live there, but I would say like appearance wise, like Youngkin was just like, he was really campaigning. Um, secondly, uh, it's more so a commentary on Democrats in the actions in Congress because there are people, we, we voted Democrats in, uh, because we won a referendum on Trump because he was doing so poorly and it just seemed like he didn't care. And, um, it was just, it was leading to a disaster. Well, it was kind of already a disaster, but it was leading to a bigger disaster. So, because Democrats were still fumbling their feet on um, re at least reforming the filibuster, uh, if not eliminating it, but at least reforming it. They were uh, fumbling their feet on that, on policing bills, on election security, on controlling the economy, um, which 
it's kind of a commentary. It's kind of interesting because like inflation like kind of spiked. It felt like out of nowhere. Um, and also like people just stopped going to work. Um, but also people don't talk about the fact that it's like still in the pandemic and you know, 700,000 people died from such pandemic. So a lot of the workforce was probably in that number as well. Um, that kind of was like a perfect storm of like, okay, so we're not, it's not as bad as 2020, but we're not out of the woods by far. Um, so there was that. And in Youngkin's ground game, he ran not on Trumpism per se, but it was a very soft, uh, culture war, uh, with the mask mandates, um, talking about the economy and unfortunately, uh, kind of talking and dogging, uh, dogging out critical race theory, which is like, it's not even taught in elementary and primary schools. Uh, it's a college level course, but the fact that he was able to appeal to parents' anxieties about making their kids feel bad, like that, it was a perfect storm. So again, I'm not surprised. Um, I hope this wakes Democrats up a little bit and stop pushing out. There was a tweet I saw today, uh, where the person said, I wish they stopped pushing out moderate clones of Joe Biden, where it's just like, oh, white men running, um, and have some diversity in their, uh, in their elections. Because Terry McAuliffe was already governor of Virginia from 2014 to 2018. And after that, he was just a political pun on CNN sometimes. Um... So yeah, it would be nice to have a, like a fresher face, but maybe yeah. maybe maybe we asking for too much. So, uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, because like you said, there have been more. There are there have been more uh, not white people uh, running <laughs> more people of color that were running for uh, for offices around the nation uh atlanta included were uh but atlanta included because for us uh america seen reed knocked out the race so and it's actually between two different people i'm sorry not uh yeah yeah, yeah. so um kasim reed like for atlanta since uh keisha lance bottoms decided not to run. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then Kasim Reed uh, was uh, like, kind of like, oh, everybody was like, oh, it's going to be the next, but mm -mm. so at this point, it's between, we're having going to have a runoff because it's between, for us, Alicia Moore uh, and Andre Dickens. Uh, so, like, we're having that race. So, but it, one, it's good to see, like, more people of color yeah. in the office. Like, y'all, exercise the right to vote. Go vote. Because it is your right to vote if you have that. Like, go do it. <laughs> these people speak for you. And they, these people are in rooms that decide things and speak on behalf of you. So put your vote towards somebody that you feel can represent you. And hopefully they can. Like, just do that. Um, but yeah. But yeah, it's just, that's my really the biggest takeaway. Like, go, go out and vote. Um, oh, please go vote. <laughs> please go vote and like watch your different elections for because I wasn't watching as much for uh, other states so much as just for Georgia and then somewhat I was looking at New York's because uh, I saw that 
the former police officer. Oh yeah, who yeah. Not a lot of people were excited for. Actually, um, ended up getting elected. I was like, yeah, Eric. Oh, Eric Reed is that his name? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, that was actually interesting too. That was another thing. So because of the effects of the pandemic and people getting laid off and inflation once again like crimes have been rising uh i don't i don't live in new york so i don't know if it's as bad as people have said that i've heard um and it's it was actually the same thing in virginia uh which was another reason why youngkin won was because he played into the well crimes rising so support law enforcement um essentially um and eric reed kind of did that same playbook but he he didn't go as far as Junkin. He was just more so like, we gotta clean up the streets of New York. Basically, he he did the Giuliani thing, but less Giuliani. So, um, and that was another thing that was interesting because, um, like I said, I've heard that crime was rising. Um, I I actually I actually should have checked that statistic. Uh, but people feel like it's rising a lot more because, you know, like I said, people have gotten laid off. Inflation is uh, on the rise. So people are hungry and broke and desperate. Um, so understandably so. So uh, it probably is a rise in uh, misdemeanor and maybe even some federal crime. But like I said, I got to double check those stats. Uh, but very plausible, which like I said, lends to because Democrats didn't have a strong message on that, they and they appear weak on that. And it's always the same thing. Like, basically, Democrats just appear weak when it comes to taking a stance on certain things. Because um, they're still trying to do the big tent uh, appeasement strategy, which doesn't... I mean, it, it does, I don't think it's working at this point. I think we can... I think we can just play to our base, just like, you know... Republicans have for the past 10, 15, forever. Um, <laughs> forever. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I tangented. Did you have anything else? No, I'm good. Sorry, my computer was acting funky for oh. a brief moment. I was like, please don't. I was just sitting there like, please don't. Please don't go off. Oh. Okay, you're good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um. So, yeah. So, we'll see. I mean, 2022, uh, as much as I hate to admit it, like, this does kind of start 2022's election, midterm election season. So, hey, Democrat strategists, if you, if you are listening to this, Pick a stance, stand on it. <laughs> Actually, get your people to do something in Congress. Um, which I understand, like it's a numbers game, and you can't really do anything because Mansion and Cinema are um, just like throwing everything into the fire. Uh, however, you can like take a stronger stance on something other than just like moderate middle of the road. It it's not working because people want the Social Security aspects. Um, they, they want to see those benefits sooner rather than later. And if you give that message of 
um, like universal basic income or reducing college tuition or maybe free public college, like stuff like that, you probably would drive out more people. But because we got lulled to sleep, because we no longer run by crazy orange Mussolini, like now we're just kind of complacent. Um, I would be a strategist if I would pull all my hair out. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> at this point. Like your <laughs> Alright. So if no more on the those elections, like I said, we'll probably we'll probably have some election watches as uh the primaries roll around and all of that. Um that's gonna be fun. <laughs> <laughs> so Twitch watch. Here I am thinking that we were actually gonna are we we're still gonna talk about branding and sponsorship and stuff. But here I am thinking that we weren't going to talk about anything Twitch was doing. And come to find out, this like slipped under the radar. And then it got brought up by some streamers uh, on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And then on some streams, actually, that I watched. Um, so apparently Twitch is rolling out uh, a creator revenue adjustment incentive. What they're doing is they're cutting the price of subscription to match living costs in each country. So they already warned that streamers would initially lose money. Okay. Um, but what Twitch is doing is, uh, changing it so that to qualify for your top up, uh, for your payout, um, you must hit a baseline of streamed hours instead of an amount. So instead of y'all subbing to me and gifting biddies and reaching that hundred dollar threshold, I now have to stream a certain amount of hours in order to get my payout, essentially. That's the change that they're making. Um, so this obviously puts pressure, more pressure on streamers who want to make this a full-time thing or to just like create uh, a little more revenue uh, as their side hustle. Um, more pressure on them to stream more, which there, there have been a host of streamers already saying like, hey, I'm burnt out. I'm gonna take a break. I've been seeing that so much on Twitter, understandably so. Like this has been... It's, it's been a very busy, very, and yet very rough and yet very good two years for streaming, at least since I've been in it, um, or year, I'd say year to two years since the pandemic hit because more people got on Twitch, um, and we were just sitting around and we were all like supporting each other. Um, and some people wanted to take it a little further and like try to push for partner and all that. So now there's this pressure to not only keep up your numbers to, if you did get partner, um, keep up your numbers and, you know, keep up a certain look, essentially, uh, which I know some partners don't care about, but some do. Um, and not only does that put pressure on the affiliates who are trying, still trying to go for partner to keep up those numbers, now we need to keep in mind a set hours to stream so that if we want to get paid, we can get paid. Uh, um, so... And it does, it, it's a trick bag, right? So, like, for people who are more able and more flexible with it, like, it doesn't, it, it's, it's whatever. Because, you know, people stream for long periods of time. Um, you know, a lot of y'all have the stamina to do four or five hour streams. Um, I do too. I, I just get sleepy now. Um, but it's more so for the people who are not full-time streamers but are, like, 
in that in-between mode to trying to transition and try to uh, get their numbers up while at the same time balancing maybe another job or two. Um, that's where the pressure comes in of like, so I gotta be in, so I gotta be in front of a screen. Um, also still gotta support people I really like and still keep, uh, those relationships good. Um, and even though like a lot of people are really chill about it and they're like, don't feel like you have to come. There's still like that pressure of like, but I want to come so I can show up for you cause you show up for me. So it's like, yeah, one of those things. Um, but, uh, that's where the pressure comes in. It's like some, there are some streamers because the hours are not standard. Well, the hours are not standardized across the board, meaning like it's not a set number. It's not the same number of hours for everybody. They take an average of how long you stream as an individual and that's how they standardize it. So, um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so say for example, I stream on average, you know, 45 hours a month or something. So Twitch is going to take that average and say, okay, reach 45 this month and then we'll pay you. If I have a, a like slow month or something, if I'm just not feeling it or if I'm sick or if I'm taking a break, like I am, um, and I can't reach that 45, I won't get paid. So that, that's where the pressure is. Um, so it, I, I guess it's a trick bag. Um, I did see some people like quite upset about it. I'm pretty... Oh, that was just an example, Dallas. I'm not actually, I don't actually do that. Um, <laughs> that was just like an example so I could like visualize it for y'all. Um, so quite, quite a few people were upset because it's like they're feeling the pressure and they're already feeling burnt out. Um, I'm not, I'm not as upset. I can definitely understand why people are upset, but it's just like, because I am fairly secure in my day job. I'm not feeling the pressure if I weren't as secure or if I'm trying to go full time in the midst of moving, then I probably feel away. Um, but yeah, so, um, okay. I think that's it for the revenue adjustment, but, uh, got any thoughts on that one? I feel like it's a good and bad thing just because, like you said, like when streamers, it's been a, t it's been a tough year, <laughs> tough two years. And sometimes people need to take breaks. So like, if you, if save, if you are like trying to make Twitch, like your main revenue source and you actually need to take a break. And then that means like, like, Hey, you're not going to get your payout. Even if you like earned it or whatever, they're still like, Hey, but you didn't, uh, you didn't hit your hours threshold. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to hold this rather than just saying like, Hey, you didn't um, hit that hundred dollar threshold, which, you know, like if you do certain type of streams or whatever, you know, like, Oh, okay. I can make that by this stream. Like mm -hmm. I know I can do X amount. I can do my goal or whatever, and I'll be able to make that. But, uh, yeah. Putting it to like a set hours. This is really just kind of pushing it to more like a job almost. <laughs> But it's like if you wanted to do this just like part time casually, um, you are gonna have to like dedicate more time to it or and like keep up with that time because like you said, if it goes off your analytics based off of uh like previous months and things like that, then you'll kinda have to be consistent and keep hitting that. So it puts more pressure on you to like stay at that level. 
Uh, but I get that. But then, but it's also good because it forces people who like really want to like push more for it to kind of keep that you you'll have that drive to keep going because like you'll be like no I want my payout so like I'll keep doing it I'll keep like making sure like I hit my number so like you're not worrying about like a view count number you're just worried worried about like okay let me be more consistent with my schedule so that way I make sure I like I'm staying where I need to be which that's not bad either but at the same time like it's more like a forcing you kind of into it but that's like it's good and bad uh, it really is just, it's just hard because, but I want to see like the actual, uh, final parameters of it to know. So I wasn't yeah. like, mm, cause I was like, cause it's kind of like the same thing with the promotion part where I wasn't kind of feeling it. But then once I saw it in action, I was like, okay, well this isn't bad. I can see this now. It's more tangible to me because I like, I have something to like like look at and actually see it in action so like now I understand um so like so there's that so like that's just like the main thing takeaways for that just kind of have to watch see how this plays out because like it yeah. can be a good thing it really could be um but yeah <laughs> yeah my bad I'm trying to be a good host and be attentive. Um, <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't want to cut across you, but hi, Kage. Hope you, hope you're doing okay, Dom. What it do? Uh, welcome to the podcast. Um, okay, so it, it could be beneficial, right? Because the biggest thing that leads to, well, one of the biggest things that leads to growth is consistency. So by doing this, Twitch is saying, hey, we're gonna help you. Um, we're going to help you be a little more consistent by, you know, standardizing your hours a bit. It's still, it's in my head, it's still just like, uh, I feel for those people who feel that pressure though, to always be on at this point. Um, because I mean, and it took a minute for me, uh, cause I used to be, I used to be a little bit worse. I'm still kind of bad now. Uh, I still have to get fussed at, uh, by certain people to get off, get off of here. But, um, but say somebody you're like me you want to be around for everybody you want to support you want to mod you want to do all that but also you want to do your stuff um so now you got to like kind of take away from being there as much um see uh <laughs> but you kind of want to take away from being there as much so that you can like do a little bit more of your content but not in a selfish way but just like if i still there's still a part of me that wants to grow as well and keep up with the standardization so it could it could go either way. Um, they got backlash for this, so we we shall see. Uh, how they roll this out, how they continue to roll this out. Um, for what it's worth, I didn't see the change on my dashboard. I still still saw my payout, so I don't know if it's for everybody. I, I think it's in beta mode. Um, I think, so. I think so too because I definitely was like um when I saw that earlier, and I was like, huh. And I checked mine is still on the threshold, like pay, pay my amount threshold too. So yeah, so, testing. They always like to test it out in a small group and yes, then expand upon it. Speaking it's of, like, I finally got my follower like, emote slot. Um, I don't know what my follower emote was going to be. Haven't decided yet. Hi, Drift Dom. I'm doing good. Uh, good to hear you're 
Good to hear you're doing well. Uh, da, da, da. Also, hi, Anubis. I know. Um, so, okay. Yeah, that's pretty much all I have for that. We, we, we'll see. It's still in the beta format. They might not roll it out like they, like it's um, being perceived right now. After the small group yeah. of people have uh, generated their backlash, they might take it back and, you know, retweak it. So we'll see. We'll see. It might. I'm kind of like now thinking about it more. I'm I'm kind of warming up to it. So <laughs> you're, you're warming up. I think uh, might. Yeah, because it'll force me to like yep. be more consistent. I was gonna say it's because it's because you you see that goal and you want to reach it. Oh yeah. So I'm like, cause what, half the time when when your payout would just kind of sits there like. Yeah, and if you haven't like, I it took me like what I took I took a long time off. <laughs> so when you pay out, be sitting there chilling, and then you're like, oh, and you do like a couple streams out of nowhere, and like, and then it goes boop boop boop. It's like, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, that happens. <laughs> I'm like, I forgot when I stream that happens. Right. Okay, let me go ahead. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, like, and it, like I said, it's like it's it's not about the money, but. That actually, I like. I like using mine. It goes right back into my streaming. So it like, does. I just end up buying things for streaming. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, this extra money that I don't have to allocate out of my normal paycheck to be like, oh, I need to buy some lights. So like, guess what? I'm just gonna go and like, I don't feel bad about buying them now because like, oh, that was Twitch money. Yeah. Go buy the lights. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, so like I said, it's like a trick back. It's like. I can definitely see it helping you out. Um, I think I, what I'm hoping is that they save me, for example. I hope they give me a lower goal so I can be like, yeah, I can reach that rather than a higher goal so I won't have to feel like I have to split myself in two. Um, but generally, it's like, I think I'd be okay with that. But it's interesting because you had a pretty positive reaction, but most of the reaction I've seen on social media, take it for what it is, and social media. Um, but most of the reaction I had, I saw on social media was like, it was like kind of negative. So it's like, that's going to be interesting to see how more people feel about it. I wish they kind of, I wish they would broaden out the sample size just a little bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It'll keep me more consistent because I, I, I probably need to just do more just chatting obviously I can sit on chat forever on that one so I, I can hit my numbers if I do just chatting surprisingly so, just yeah. chatting is like has gotten pretty easy for me um it's but yeah. Favorite, right? yeah it's it's my favorite thing like before when I was streaming off of um the laptop before like I got my computer and all that stuff and like before the play when I got my PS4 and all that like for all that and I would do like just chatting i would play a little bit something like 30 minutes but i would talk for like a good hour and a half to two hours so i'm like just chatting like it's very some people not so comfortable with it yeah they aren't feeling it but then other people it's just like it's fun. like this is basically just chatting but with two people <laughs> interacting rather than just one like it's yeah. fun i'm still testing out the analytics so that's why i have it set to just chatting right now because like even though we our podcast and we like post to podcasty stuff is like eh, mm -hmm. yeah i can still play with the uh with the analytics on here so mm -hmm. um so i'm still like testing that out because i'm like i'm very curious uh 
numbers wise is like okay which one would do better uh best believe i would sign us up well if we can't sign up i would sign us up for front page uh was it talk shows and podcasts if the opportunity comes back around so (laughs) but um but no it's all about just chatting it's like nice it's especially when you when you can just like your viewers are you know just chopping it up with you it's it's i don't know it's just a nice feeling it's like intimate enough but not so much as like weird yeah it's it's definitely fun it's like and it helps you get more like i personally think that most streamers should at least try it a couple times yeah just especially if you're newer because it'll help you get comfortable talking uh because when you have nothing else to rely on there's no game to rely on there's nothing else you're literally just talking (laughs) yep uh it helps it forces you to do more and like interact more and like kind of like and learn how to read the chat and talk at the same time and like you can go off and like tell your own stories and like have a whole conversation with yourself and you get more comfortable talking so then like when it comes to the point when you're playing a game it becomes second nature just talking the whole time because mm-hmm. like oh like i'm used to talking with doing nothing so yeah. i can talk and play a game at the same time so yeah for sure all righty now you book enough flight dallas uh <laughs> So in other Twitch news, um, which will lead into our main topic on Twitch about branding and sponsorships, but before we get to that, speaking of branding and sponsorships and uh, brands dying on the floor within five days, so uh, remember we talked about Valkyrie's deal with uh, this blue light um, screen or blue light lotion deal? Uh, Name of the brand is Reflect, by the way. So... Her deal with Reflect got massive backlash because everybody was like, what studies are out that shows that blue light is bad for your skin? Um, So actually her Discord chats were leaked. I believe it was on accident, actually. I don't think it was on purpose. Um, But it it just happened to pop up in somebody else's uh, chat uh, because they they had pulled up the Discord and it was like private messages or... So, pseudo private messages in the discord um which is why i close out my discord now when i'm uh <laughs> when i'm live uh but lesson learned. my second screen <laughs> lesson learned so um but basically the chat showed that valkyrie was struggling on whether or not to believe reflects uh studies on the damage the damage uh that blue light does to your skin which okay um i'm still just like I did not think we see the day where there be blue light blocker sunscreen or light screen, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Anywho, um, as of, I believe it was Saturday. <laughs> um, y- yeah, it was Saturday. So it took about a week and a half. I saw a tweet from Zach Busey, shout out to him. Uh, um, gaming journalist, streamer journalist. Uh, so I saw a tweet from Jack, Zach Busey that Reflect has shut down. It's done. Uh, so <laughs> Reflect's down, but this is a lesson in like, gotta be careful in who you have, who you sponsor with, right? Yes. Um, it's just, I don't know why, yeah. <laughs> it's, 
Uh, I'm I'm a suspicious person, kind of by circumstance because of what I do for a living. So like, I don't think I would have taken a deal such as that. But uh oh, let's pause for a minute. This is Twitch's building, and somebody ripped down the glitch sign. I will show you what that glitch sign and what it used to look like. There it is. That's what it used to look like. Somebody has stolen that box. My early guess, Super Mario. <laughs> um, His streams are pretty cool, though. He does, like, a daily news segment. Yes, Jade? <laughs> My bad. I always forget that yours pops up the clips. Yeah. So I'm like, shout out. And I was like, oh, wait, it's actual account. So I'm going to play the clip. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, his streams are, his streams are good. He does, uh, he does it fairly consistently. It seems like a daily news segment. Um, but yeah. So, anywho, Reflect has shut down. This is, like I said, it's a lesson in be careful who you brand with. Uh, I don't know if me personally, I would have taken that brand deal. Um, Valkyrie obviously is really successful already. So, you know, I know I could see why she thought she could afford to take that risk. Because um, every brand deals a risk, right? Because you don't want to, like, brand with somebody yeah. and then find out down the road they're, like, problematic in some form or fashion. Um, so, yeah. So this is it, it's just really interesting development. And also just a little bit funny of, of how quickly it got shut down. They shut themselves down. Um, due to the mass... Uh, I wouldn't even say, I mean, it, I would say backlash, but it was more so like on the trolley, are you, are you kidding type of backlash? Not so much like this is harmful. Um, but yeah, so, uh, also Jay, you're 8-bit. Um, any, any thoughts before we go into the... The deeper dive of branding and sponsorships. Am I on eight bit? Yeah. Okay. There we go. Um. <laughs> yeah. So like, the leaks was definitely accidental. It was one of those moments that he, because you could see as soon as he was, they were playing Fall Guys, and he was trying to hurry up and uh, sub uh, minimize it. There we go. Minimize it, and but it's like it only takes a split second, <laughs> especially if you have a vod. Like, takes a split second to go ahead and be like, oops. Doop and steal it on down so and that's what happened they it popped up so it was an accident and you have to just be even if you have a, at a certain point where like you can like i can be more okay with taking certain risks with brands it's like but if you still if beforehand if you're not sure about it you should probably not do it <laughs> but glad the whole uh reflect was just kind of killed right away like it, it was it was pointless if there's no real science behind it and then you're try basically selling a gimmick and that's what angers people is that you're preying on them to be like hey this works and there's science behind it but there's really not and your target demographic would be people who would believe you because you have such a large fan base and they would be more likely to buy from you so, like, that's that irresponsibility and on your part. If you can't stand behind, like, even jobs I work, if I can't stand behind my company, if, like, certain companies you work for, I work there. So, mm -hmm. if you can't stand behind a brand you're representing, 
why represent it? So, and y'all just get, just get <laughs> the blocking glasses. Mine are prescription. I don't know where my other ones are, but I have some that are non-prescription that are blue light. Like they help your your eyes. These screens are not enough to do anything to your skin. <laughs> like this isn't enough. I was like, it's what? not. What in the random gamma rays did you find in your studies that would affect your skin? Those lights would have to be so bright. I'm talking watch power type <laughs> brightness to like really affect your skin, especially like some most of the time, like the distance that you sit from your screen. Cause like you're not, if this was your screen, you're not all up on it like here. Right. So it's more safe. That's why I was like, you're more like, away from your screen i was like and it, especially at that distance and even if it was here again that light would have to be so bright to really and like you would have to be like under 24 hours for it to actually affect your skin in that and that uh capacity like it's just ooh, child <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like so... just always Always do your own research. Look yeah. into ingredients. Uh, they say that there's science behind it. Find your own science. Like, go, you can, the same science that they say, you can look up and mm. find the studies on it. So, like, don't just take their word. But like, nah, let me look for myself. I want to see. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, I guess leading into that, so kind of wanted to do a deeper dive on branding and sponsorships. Uh, mainly on Twitch, but just streaming in general. So, um, kind of been thinking about it a lot myself. Cause it's like, when, what I see, what I see a lot of streamers who are considered like successful or big or bigger partnered, um, they seem to have a brand about them and you can always, like, like I said before, it's never too late to rebrand. Um, you can always rebrand if you need to, but they seem to have a brand about them. Like, there are certain vibes that their community has. Um, there, it's just um, there's something about them that uh, they can put forth and says and basically say, "This is who I am. This is what the channel's about," um, and this is what you're going to get um, most, if not all, streams. So um, that's basically your brand, and you can even go down to like as something as seemingly innocuous as like color. Or color schemes so like me for example you see i have a very purple cyan um magenta vibe for my whole channel like you see it in the title screen not title screen start screen end screen uh my panels um and the petters that's what you call those things um so and it's just like something like that can uh actually set you apart um, from other streamers make you stand out a little bit more. Um, but it also goes into like, what, what you're just chatting about. Are you like, do you use, and I'm not knocking, not knocking, it's just general. Um, do you use your sex appeal? Um, do you use, uh, comedy? Do you use, uh, let's see, do you use like commentary? Do you comment on like games or famous e-gamers? I think is what you call them. Um, the ones who game competitively. Do you comment on gaming news? Just like general stuff like that. 
Um, all that to say, I'm still kind of figuring out my brand. Uh, did my thing time out? Am, are we we live, right? Yeah, okay, nothing. Yeah, we live. Okay, it said the welcome to the chat room, so that's why I was like, what happened? Oh, uh, <laughs> mine did that too earlier. I was like, huh? <laughs> but I was like, I'm still here. Okay, okay, okay. Chat reset. Okay, okay. Hi, 85. <laughs> Thank you for coming out. Look, you tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, no, so it's just more so like, I'm still trying to figure out my entire brand. Um, obviously, we got the embassy, so like, you know, you can expect kind of like political commentary, just like general news commentary, stuff like that. Um, but still trying to figure out like, what else do I represent? Because I don't think I would do this daily. Um, yeah, I don't think I would do this daily unless I just did this full time and I had the time to double stream or something um but as of now um still figuring out on the other end what my brand is uh but that kind of leads into how you present yourself to sponsors when you get ready to shoot your shot um and you can shoot your shot at any time preferably when you're affiliate i would suggest uh because you at least will have that on your media kit uh to show brands um or show sponsors rather. Uh but you can you can show you shot at any time. You don't have to be partner. You don't have to have a certain number of views. Uh like okay, for example, dream dream talk. So when I get to ten thousand views or five hundred follows, whichever one comes first, I think I will post my first media kit out there just to test the waters and see. Um so that that would be like my personal goal. Uh, and by then I hopefully would have a brand to like really hone down and figure out. Um, and if it's just embassy, it's just embassy. I'm good with that. So, um, yeah, that's kind of like the little spiel about brand and sponsorships. We'll go into a little bit more. Uh, what you got so far, Jaded? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you can, like I said, you can always change your brand. That is a-okay. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, and... But as always, you should be conscious and like kind of think about what your brand is at a certain point. Like, what about you? Because even me, like how you said, like your color scheme, uh, I automatically, when I think of you, associate purple. Like that is, I've already built that around you. Like that is a part of your color scheme. Like that's, especially that's like the main focal point color. Even within your uh, name on Twitch, like when you pop up in streams, like I know it's going to best you, best your color. <laughs> So it's something that's automatically associated with you. Certain things, like little stuff like that. Like automatically everybody knows like pink, me. Oh, I'm going 8-bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like <laughs> we automatically know if you think of me, you're like, you're going to be like pink. But that is the aesthetic <laughs> that I give. That is everything like my, uh, like I said, like your um, greens that you use. Your I need to get a new banner. Uh, banner it's like but with like my dragon and everything like that like it's a very much you kind of like build you can slowly build things and that's like something I did like where you slowly build your stuff up and you kind of like if you don't think you have a brand or you have anything to uh, help things that can help uh, signify who you are or associate with yourself with 
do it slowly because it as it can it'll happen naturally sometimes where it's like oh that is a part of me that is something that it's like it's on par with me and you kind of build that up to where it becomes a part of your whole twitch persona uh so like it helps so yeah like don't feel like automatically day one like i gotta have a brand but yeah, yeah <laughs> let it uh like think about it but don't put too much pressure on yourself let it just kind of flow naturally let it happen um and it does and then you'll and especially when you become comfortable with certain things and if it, even if you have to just focus on one thing at a time that way you can like grow from that and mm. it, it might sprout more and then you're like oh well since i like this this kind of relates to that and then that might be in your lane too so it becomes a part of it so it's like you can expand and do more so it's like that's like the whole main thing about it um and like i said like so that way when you come to different companies and things like that uh you can have something clearly defined so when we speak with them like you can say this is me they know what they're getting you're very sure yourself when you're confident about yourself and what you can relate uh what you can bring to them it sets a more professional tone too so it's like it's just a yeah like yeah your brand can be like absolutely ridiculous but who cares because guess what that's you that sets you apart the brand will understand that uh whatever like companies are trying to work with they'll understand and they'll get that they see they'll see that they can see whatever you're doing with it and like okay i see that vision and like they'll run with it so like just yeah yeah like, it was it's was, it was kind of funny i've rebranded quite a few times since i started because i started out and i didn't realize it but well I would say it was more so put on me because that's what I typically played when I first started. So when I first started out, I was very much fighting games. I, I was the I was the other arm of the fighting games um, for for our crew. So uh, the other arm being drift. Um, but it was very much fighting games and like a little bit of Kingdom Hearts because y'all didn't know how much of a fan I was at first. Um, then it kind of like grew from that from the uh to the embassy talks and then embassy talks i kind of like kind of like took a look and basically tried to see what i enjoy playing overall and i was just like i I enjoy playing a lot of stuff like i didn't really no that's a lie i did play well i played destiny which i count as a shooter um but that was my only shooter that i played so Outside of Destiny, I didn't really play shooters till like I like got in with the DNA Thirty brand. Um, but turned out I kind of enjoyed it off and on, depending on how how it went, how those uh, matches went. But generally, kind of enjoyed it. Um, and then realized I enjoyed more story mode uh, outside of JRPGs. But I still love my JRPGs, so it that's how it kind of grew from fighting games to variety on the streamer side. Um, and the podcaster, I just always wanted to do a podcast. Uh, but I was just like, what to talk about? Um, but after kind of realizing I could like really use, uh, what I studied and kind of just like what I know and what I like, like to watch and comment on, it's just like, yeah, okay. I could, I could do the political t- commentary cause that's, that seems fairly rare on Twitch because I feel like people kind of shy away from it. It actually doesn't break terms of services. We've been over this, but it actually doesn't break terms of services. Um, as long as you're not using, as long as you're not 
subbing for how do I say this? As long as I don't have a sub goal or a bitty goal uh, to a certain campaign or pack, then we're good. Um, and at most, I can tell y'all go vote. But y'all know I lean left if I haven't made it obvious. Um, so, um, but yeah, I think that, you know, it's never too early to work on your brand, but don't feel pressured to, like Jay said, to go all out uh, within your first week. Um, just kind of like let it come to you naturally because that's kind of what's happened to me at this point. Um, I think I'm at a comfortable spot that I can like basically uh, put myself out there to sponsors uh, and shoot my shot at them at this point to try to get a brand deal. Because like I said, you don't have to be partnered to get it. Um, they do, I will say, they do want to see that you're getting views and that you're getting consistent views and that you yourself are consistent um and that you're able to bring them some revenue uh if you you know want to be an ambassador or partner with some company um <laughs> i did yell you're right uh you should have shot your shot um because i definitely did um no that was a thing i was like <laughs> yeah so because at first at first, I almost didn't apply because I thought they had the thousand follower requirement still on. And I was just like, oh, that's not me. And then I saw they took it off. And I was like, okay, let me just apply. Let's see what happens. Um, but yeah, just like shoot, shoot your so shot. And that's not, I can't even like, I mean, obviously that's not uh, a new phrase or anything. But I can't even claim that like uh, I came up with the confidence to shoot my shot. Somebody else had to tell me, it's like, no, shoot your shot. Um, and see what happens. I was just like, yeah, I'm not a partner yet. Don't matter. Shoot your shot. Um, so, but I will say for those companies, they'd like to see, they'd like to see you getting consistent views and that you're consistent, you're fairly consistent or that you have some sort of schedule. And they'd like to see, I feel like they'd like to see that your brand in some form or fashion gives back to the community, whether that be you doing charities, um, or you raising awareness for something uh because that's another thing i do like to raise awareness about social uh justice um uh, and particularly like political rights civil rights voting rights uh things like that um but they like to see you make an impact in some form or fashion or you could just be a very chill person who has a open door policy um safe create safe spaces for people it could even be something like that it doesn't have to be like game changing i raised ten thousand dollars for this charity it can be something as simple as i provide a safe space for these marginalized groups um but it's just more so like i guess this is more so like kind of a chat to get if y'all are if y'all haven't thought about it to maybe start thinking about your brand um and how you want to present yourselves if you if you want sponsor deals sponsorship deals not not everybody's in it for that extra revenue but if you want to take that extra step it's definitely feasible um if y'all want i can drop links to where you can find available sponsors in uh the discord um but definitely feasible apply when they they have open seasons um and yeah like i said shoot your shot uh, and media kits are becoming a thing like i said i'm not going to put mine out until like i said 10,000 views or 500 followers, whichever comes first. Um, 
So we'll see when that happens. But uh, I'm thinking of how to brand myself to the outside peoples who don't usually come here. So there's that. Um, We got any more though? Yeah, because I definitely uh, have been taking notes from you. Definitely. Uh, Just because like, like, I know I want to grow and do certain things and one, I alleviated uh, other stressors and pressures out of my life to where I can actually enjoy uh, streaming at this point now and like having fun with it and be like, oh, like I have energy to do it. Um, so like I want to dedicate more time to it and I kind of know what I like. I know what I what direction I want my channel to be and how. So, like, so during this whole hiatus, your girl is going to be on Adobe, <laughs> Adobe or whatever, Adobe. Uh, figuring out how to edit things, uh, old clips and videos and stuff like that, and kind of creating that brand around me just because I want to have something to present. So that especially like I want to go to TwitchCon next year, so and there are companies that will be there. So I want to have something to show for myself, not just like kiss me, this is my channel. It's like no, like here's my work. Yeah, there you go. Uh, because and what like been at it for a little over a year now and again take your time with your brand because like I said a little over a year and I'm just now figuring out like the direction I want my channel to go in like what I actually want to do because gaming is very fun but that is not my main thing that I actually enjoy doing on stream it's like oh like I like doing other stuff and especially like I want to do like the makeup stuff but not even just regular makeup I want to get into doing like the body painting uh, and do like the and seeing about like practicing with like special effects makeup and stuff. So like, I want to do those things. It's fun. I like learning about that. So like, why not? Why not that be like one of the main focal points on my channel, like to build around and like that's something that uh, you can find specific brands to even like work with or like to reach out to and just kind of like pushing more especially on different uh and also don't make only twitch your own uh your only place mm, that part and you push yourself like uh you have to like you have to be on twitter or in- instagram a little but like instagram does help some it does because i know there's like when i post videos and actually use certain hashtags i will get more views definitely get more views mm-hmm. uh for certain things you'd be like oh, okay personal stuff not so much because like i don't um, plus i don't want it to <laughs> that's why i have no tags on like no hashtags but like when it comes to like streaming related things using the hashtag you'll get way more views like because it'll come up because uh, people follow hashtags uh same thing with twitter uh when you uh on tiktok things like that <laughs> yeah and then like if you need to make a private account make a private account i'm lazy and so I just choose to like, <laughs> like I am like so like super personal stuff is on my Facebook and my Facebook is set to private my uh, Instagram is completely open because I'm like yeah it's just mostly streaming stuff or I'm very and I talk about my relationship so like uh, because it's polyamorous so like and I talk about polyamory so much so that's why it's on there because I'm like oh yeah like I do talk about it so like it's something that's known. Everybody knows. <laughs> I'm like, oh, like I can talk about it there. So I'm like, oh, okay, like so that's on Instagram too. But most part, I really don't. It's not much. 
Like, when you go through it, it's like, oh, okay, a few little snippets of life, but outside of that, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like, but you have to be on engaging on, like, the other social media stuff. So that way it gets you exposure and more people see, come across you. They might see you on, uh, they might see a video you posted on TikTok and, like, oh, and they figure, like, oh, they stream. They'll come to your page and, like, and, like, maybe tune in or follow or whatever. So, like, you have to do that cross-promotion uh, just that way you get more exposure and it helps you grow more. Because, uh, yeah. Yeah. I need to... Because when I... I've been... I haven't been streaming regularly, but more semi-regularly the past couple weeks. Because I have been on quite a bit. Uh, more than I was beforehand. <laughs> uh, and I noticed, I was like, hey, when you're actually on you get followers. Look <laughs> at that. It's a whole Your thing. Timing, right? <laughs> Who would have thought if you stream, <laughs> people will follow? <laughs> Who would have thought? So it's just like, like oh, uh, okay. Because like, like I said, I was on hiatus for like a good amount of time because streaming was not fun for me at that point. So it's just like, oh, I'm doing it now a little bit more consistently. I'm getting random followers. I'm getting people who like chilling in the chat and talking to me, like especially when I was playing Star Wars. That's been the main thing for me, which is weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, like gaining follows through that just because random people coming in giving tips and tricks and yeah. So like it's it's interesting, but it's like build your brand up. Uh, don't put too much stress on it, but like think about it, but don't be so harsh on yourself. It's yeah. okay. Uh, yeah, like that's the main. That's one of like the main things about it. Yeah, um, I will say it's funny because like I actually wasn't on social media. So growing up, when social media became a thing, um, got on social media when I was in high school. Kept on it in college. Got rid of it because I thought I had to for my job. Turned out that wasn't the case. But I was like too lazy to rectify it and just be like, well. Y'all, y'all can catch me on Facebook. Um, <laughs> then got into streaming. I was like, oh, y'all want me to talk more on social media. My Twitter is actually, I made it just for streaming because I deleted my old Twitter. Not that I was really talking about much anyway. Um, and then Instagram, I got, I had gotten on it recently to like reconnect with some people from college and stuff. Um, and at first it was just cat pictures. Uh, and then it turned to my streaming Instagram. So I was like, okay, yeah. And I'm gonna just take my school off and I'm gonna just, uh, take my graduating year off. And that way y'all won't dox me. All right. Or at least y'all won't dox me as easily. Um, but yeah. And it, it's one of those things like, I feel like the right brand for you kind of comes a little more naturally. Um, once you fi fi figure out what your lane is in these streets, um, because like there are, there are thousands and thousands of people doing the same thing, the same category that you're doing, but how you're doing that category does matter. Um, and you know, to attract certain followers and stuff. And you can get, like Jay said, you can get random followers from the game you're playing. Um, that is a thing with the, with the metrics. Um, like you'll, you'll probably get more followers doing competitive games that you can co-op co in, like think your fighting games of, or King of the Hill fighting games, your Mario Karts, like stuff like that. Um, but you can also get in story mode games. Um, cause I realized I did get, uh, 
more random people uh even though like it didn't bring in it didn't bring in as much attention as like a mario kart stream would i did realize i was getting like more random people popping into the chat and they were mainly like big kingdom hearts fans when i was like when i went back to streaming kingdom hearts for a little bit so it's just like stuff like that um but yeah uh like like we said we don't you don't have to rush into it um like i let mine kind of happen more naturally uh i've had my share of hiatuses as well i haven't always been like consistent consistent now i'm about to take another one so um but I am, I will say, once uh, I get off of this next hiatus, I think I'm kind of ready to kind of go, you know, as as hard as heavy and as heavy as possible without, you know, going overboard. And uh, if I go overboard, I have people who will check me and probably bring me back to Earth. Uh, Jay probably will be one of the first one to do that. So, yeah. <laughs> um, hey, Chels, how are you? Welcome. Um, but yeah, just, um, you know, like I said, think about your brand, uh, shoot your shot if you want to for these sponsors, um, cause they're sponsored based on the game you're playing. If you play a certain type of game, um, like Apex, for example, if you play Apex, uh, for the majority of your streams, there will be sponsors who will, uh, make a deal with you because you're an Apex streamer. And that's your brand. That's part of your brand. It doesn't always uh, have to be like that. Like I said, uh, like I feel like I have simultaneously more and less opportunities because I'm more variety. So, um, I because I appeal to, I might appeal to a broader amount of people. It might be harder for a brand to, or for a sponsor to pick me, uh, pick me down to like what I do. But that's why the just chatting, talk shows and podcast feature is also there um so um and i guess that's another thing too like be kind of flexible with your brand you don't have to stick to like one or two things about yourself if you want to like show more of yourself or play this game more like go ahead and do that too um okay anything else before we move on oh i definitely agree and y'all like like everybody said shoot your shot because I literally have somebody on my Facebook who I met her through a like a random Facebook group. She was on like on my Facebook friends list. She got interested in doing something and then started doing it on TikTok. And then like her hobby helped her blow up and like she became whatever it is on TikTok, like when you go to their offices and stuff like that and like an official account got the check mark and all that good stuff and like is like it became a whole thing for her and she's like like people like this oh my god like this was something like all you and i just it was weird to be like huh i've watched you from day one like just practicing this stuff and you blew up like now she's ended her partnership with twit uh with uh tiktok but like it was it's interesting to see that like you can turn these little things that you do with streaming or like posting videos or whatever become a major thing so it's like don't get so like don't get caught up just have fun with it and like let let things happen and progress naturally that's all yep all righty what we got in the just don't care segment oh lord (laughs) yeah 
<laughs> so, y'all remember earlier I was talking about famine and mass Madagascar and climate, uh, climate, global climate change and things like that. You know who don't care? <laughs> Elon Musk. That's who don't care. <laughs> uh, and I will say, I will play devil advocate and say I understand somewhat of what he said, but tweeting if uh, they can prove to you or like give you basically basically essentially giving you a rundown of why this money would help in famine and um, world hunger you'll uh, sell you'll sell Tesla stocks to pay for it that's kind of a, I don't want to cuss but I do want to cuss <laughs> yes you can I just cussed <laughs> It really is. It's a dick move. Um, like, I get not throwing money at problems. Um, it's actually more beneficial to uh, teach people things. So that way, because when you're throwing money at a, a problem, it solves uh, momentarily. But it doesn't help in the long run. So that's why they have like a lot of programs where they teach people how to get water, how to do things, how they um, show them, uh, teach them a trade rather than just throwing money. Because when you throw money, that it doesn't help. It helps temporarily, but not forever. Uh, but when you have a skill, then that helps you forever. Because not only are you solving a problem, but you're continuously uh, working and bettering community, earning money, um, earning money over time. But to just be like, I know I'm a billionaire. I have all this money. Prove to me why this money would work. I'm like, or crazy thought here you donate money to people who uh who can do these things who can not only help in uh help right away but can help in the long run research the different foundations research the different charity organizations uh do your own research don't have don't come to people and like prove to me why uh that's that's such a rich person thing to do like here's a dollar dance for it like, no. Like, why? 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 Really? Really? Like, Elon, really? It's just, it's such a dick move. It's, it's, it really is. <laughs> it rubbed me so wrong when he tweeted that, like, <sighs> Elon. <laughs> that's how you it's, know, I, I was gonna say, that's how you know he's, like, in a certain tax bracket. <laughs> When you can no longer be like, oh, this is a horrible cause. Let me try to do something to help. No. Prove to me why I should spend my money. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Chels. He definitely, he did that. He did that. Uh, was that yet today or yesterday? Uh, but yeah. He, yeah. I was like, it's... It's <laughs> so... It's so tone deaf. It's like what's going on in the world right now. You're sitting here having people pay million, uh, thousands of dollars or like however much it costs to go into space for fun. Um, and there are people around the world like in war-torn countries, uh, in areas of drought, people who can't eat, people who are out of jobs, like even in your own backyard, people who can't work right now, people who are like living on the streets and you're just like prove to me why what <laughs> hey, ooh. i'm like 
it's it's ridiculous. And again, like, do your research yourself. Um, you have more than enough time on your hands because you're a billionaire. So uh, you, you have the time. Uh, since you and your boo are not together anymore, you really got the time on your hands. So go ahead, focus on something else. Be productive. <laughs> but yeah, like, it's, it was just, it's so tasteless. It's, and like you said, like, you can tell when certain body gets to a certain tax bracket because they'll just say anything <laughs> and, like, and no longer have, like, a connection to the common person, somebody yeah. who doesn't live within that top 10% of wealth. So it's like, it's just such a disconnect. Yeah. It's so weird because, like, you would think, well, maybe not, but, and I feel like Elon has been privileged all his life outside of being white and male, um, but money-wise, I feel like he's been privileged all his life, so, but it's it's still striking to me is, like, the super wealthy just really don't have empathy like that. Like, they just be lacking outside of, like, maybe Bill Gates and Warren Buffett. But even that's kind of like, eh. I mean, I guess y'all are doing good work, but eh, y'all can spare some for a little, you know, a few more of us. But just generally speaking, they, it, the empathy just, I don't know where it disconnects. At what, at what number does it disconnect? At what amount? And like when you say Warren Buffett, like they do stuff on the low that people don't yeah. even know. Like, like, because uh, I have family that live in Nebraska. And so when she was like, yeah, Warren Buffett, uh, for the, when the school year started, she's like, yeah, he donated like iPads to the entire school system since the kids had to work from home. So she's like, so yeah, like everybody got an iPad to work from home. Wow. So it was just like, oh, cool. Like, like they'll do stuff like this. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh. Like, things like that, but not prove to me why these students need <laughs> Like, it's ridiculous. It, it is. So stupid. Uh, There's just some of some, but I think what it is, too, certain uh, people within a tax bracket, depending on how they live their life, you can kind of tell that's the kind of people they do when it comes to like charity and things like that. Uh, Cause like, you know, there's some people that they'll donate to charity just for the tax write off. Whereas um, there are people who don't have to publicly go to all the galas, who don't have to show their face, who don't have to make sure that you know that they're doing this. Uh, they're more, if the charity wants more recognition, they'll lend their face to it. To be like, hey, can you be the poster child so that way we can get some more uh, money in? It's like, sure. Uh, but, like, people who more like to showboat it, to say, like, mm -hmm. look what I'm doing. I'm doing something charitable. And it's like, or you could just do it. And, yeah. <laughs> like, you don't have to tell people. Right. Like, like, like I don't get when people uh, videotape when they're doing things for, uh, like, uh, handing out things for homeless and things like that. Oh, that's like, so cringe. I hate it. Yeah, like, and unless you're doing it specifically, like, to promote your, uh, 
like a non if you have like a nonprofit and like you have a website and you're like just showing like this mm-hmm. is what we do in the community or like so that way you can present it to media to be like hey we went out and did this yada yada that yes but when you're just like I'm out here today and we're we're on Skid Row we're handing out what <laughs> put it down <laughs> uh and just go do the work. You don't need to like. You don't have to tell everybody that you're doing it. Nope. That just shows that you're you're not doing it for them, for the good of somebody else. You're doing it so that everybody else can feel like you're a good person. And it's like you don't need that validation. Just, just do it. That's it. And you could tell like for the like uber uber rich people who kind of do when they do things like that because those are the, usually the ones that are more laid back and like living more simple lives. Mm-hmm. And being like like the ones that you see and see in the grocery store and you wouldn't know that they're like a billionaire because they're just in like a regular t shirt and jeans. But then you got somebody else who got on a flashy ring and it's like, oh and all their jewelry and like designer head to toe. But you're so yeah, way you can know that they have this wealth. It's like it's so different. It's Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh which and I understand. Like I said, I think I think Elon is either like really privileged and always has been privileged, or the the empathy capability just was not there. Is not there. Um, still though, like it's not it's not necessary to say even in just that's that's a big move, but. Uh, it's not necessary to be like, and why should I give my money to this cause when it's kind of in black and white at this point? Yeah. It really is. <laughs> and then people are mad because, like, uh, who did he ask to uh, come forward and... I think it was the World uh, Health Organization. Uh, I'm pulling it up as we speak. Uh, but yeah, when he asked them and they were like, they were real quiet. I'm like, yeah, because they don't have to answer to him. Like, that's ridiculous. Why Why do they need to step up and tell you the things that they talk about daily? Why? Not to mention, they I'm have like, other it's... things on their plate, like handling the vaccine distributions for our current pandemic. But, you know, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I think he deleted it. Finally, good. If he deleted it, <laughs> yeah, he got rid of it. Okay. Good as you should. Because <laughs> oh, child, <laughs> oh, it was just ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Yeah, that was like somebody like their tweet. Like, did somebody send Elon Musk a detailed plan on to save world hunger? Uh. And then he, oh, wow, that was five minutes ago. He said, not yet. They should just post their transaction letter, uh, ledger. Because he wanted them to, like, prove where the money was going to also. Mm. To, like, prove, like, where's this money? I'm like, and again, if you look up certain organizations, you actually can find money. That's why, like, I don't believe in giving money to the Red Cross. I believe in giving money. I do not believe in giving money to them. Because only a certain percentage of money, like, and if you give a dollar, like, it's like, like, what is it, like a penny? Yep. Actually goes to something. Yeah. So, nah. no. <laughs> uh, 
Just like I will don't uh I don't donate to um I'll donate sometimes to like good uh not goodwill, uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodwill. Yeah. Because uh Salvation Army or like organizations that specifically go into uh group homes or uh, women's shelters and things like that, that will just give the clothing Mm -hmm. rather than having to sell it. Right. Um, Like, yes, I do. Like you can donate to uh, Goodwill and things like that because the money, they use it for the company itself. But I'd rather first time, uh, first line, give to something that it'll go directly to that person at no cost. And then, um, of course, like, I'll still do do donations for Goodwill. Yeah. Uh, because it does, like, support to help uh, people get jobs and things like that. But it's just, like, if I want to give clothes, I kind of, my first instinct is to give it to people right away. Yeah. That need it. That, like, don't have the resources to even buy it at the, at that price. Right. So it's like, yeah, just give first. And then be like, okay, well, then I can do it for that. But, yeah. yeah. But it's like, yeah. So just like you can look these things up yourself. You don't. You're rich. You or, have people. Or because you're so rich, take your private jet and go down there, and pick up Thank something. You. Give or, you know, deliver some food there. Like, there are there are ways you can do this. You have the means and the time to. Thank you. Oh, billionaires. Yeah. Right. Elon, how about you worry about <clears throat> getting uh, another thing? I, I didn't understand why. Tesla makes cars. Yet. I saw the Tesla van that has the parts or whatever mm-hmm. for like their customers and things like that. Why y'all driving Fords? Tesla, make your own. <laughs> make your own car. Like, really? I was like, like you wouldn't um mercedes dealership if they had stuff like they usually have like their mercedes cargo vans and right like ford has their own that they'll send ford or like whatever companies that they own i was like y'all sending y'all didn't make it <laughs> y'all sending a ford really <laughs> okay okay did they actually sue bowser i thought that was a joke <laughs> wait they sued bowser yeah, there was a headline that said Nintendo Super Bowser, but I was like, no, that's a that's an Onion article. That's not real. It can't be. <laughs> oh, the man's last name is Bowser. It sounded so much like an Onion article. How do you sue somebody for their own name? <laughs> you know what? Uh... Um, because what you call it when Lady Annabellum tried to change her name to Lady A and oh, tried yeah. to change the woman who's been using Lady A since forever. Mm-hmm. I was like, so I, I you know, sometimes they, they will do things like that. That's fair. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo filed a lawsuit Friday against Gary Bowser. Oh. Oh, he was a He's hacker? A hacker. Oh. That's hilarious that his last name was about. Right? I I, was like... I swore up and down that was an article, but... Right? (laughs) 
But I was like, it's on Engadget. So I was like, oh. I'm thinking, like, they couldn't have sued the... I was like, of all things for the hacker to have that name, that's hilarious. That I was like, oh. That's so funny. <laughs> Can't be suing a, uh, um, a character. I was like, no, they're suing a person. That makes more sense now. It does. Um, <laughs> are we going to do re weekly roundup with that lead up, or are we we done with just don't care, right? I didn't have anything. Oh yeah, we're done with that. I'm done with Elon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm done with Elon and his child's name. Who I still don't know that child's name because I'm not even gonna try to pronounce it. Right, it's letters and numbers. <laughs> It's like, now they know, now they know. And we didn't even have hard names. <laughs> or not we, but you know, our names are pretty common. But like, the people growing up around us who had like multi-syllabic names, I was like, your name's not even hard to, to pronounce. Where you can pronounce that? They can pronounce Czechoslovakia, but they can't pronounce like something easy. It's like, really? My name's not even hard. My first name, and they still will butcher it. I'm like, Jade. <laughs> One syllable. Jade. But that Y fucks him up every time. Oh, goodness. JD, JD, Jada. I had somebody just straight up call me um, Ashley. How did they like, get that out of Jade? Girl, that white lady kept calling me, and then everybody was working was like, She's, is she talking to you? I said, like, yes, she is. I was like, you see, I'm not answering. I was like, that's not my name. Hey. <laughs> that's not my name. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, was like, I got my badge on. That's not my name. So I know you're not talking to me. <laughs> but... Ashley, can you? <laughs> that's not me. I don't know who Ashley is, but it ain't this one. <laughs> you see my name right here on this badge? That ain't it. Ashley. Mm -mm. I was like, no. No. <laughs> Uh -uh. But yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Lord. Um. Okay. Weekly roundup. I I can't get over that one. Um. So <laughs> McDonald's uh sold their Mickey D Tech Lab to IBM, and they're trying trying to possibly implement AI into the restaurant in the future. Which, I kind of thought they were already doing, but I guess they're doing more now. More Testing it. More so in other countries. Oh. I thought they were, like, implementing that already, but... Yeah. But, yeah, they were in, like, other countries. And I know in the U.S. there was a one actual restaurant that they were, like, fully kind of testing it out with. With the AIs taking orders. Hmm. But now... They're kind of more expanding on cutting out people uh, for the front line. Wait. Okay. Uh. Certain restaurants are not known for the customer service. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you can have it to where the people are just in, are just doing the people positions. And you can efficiently have uh, the system take your order and things like that. I ain't mad at it. Uh, like, just a little bit. Just just a little bit. 
Because yep. I've been to the Waffle Houses where, like, they've had, um, you can go up to the counter, but they've had multiple screens mm-hmm. that you can just go and, like, they have it set up. You put the numbers in. Uh, and that's, like, even in Atlanta, too, they have that. Yeah. You um, put your order in. You can do your app and everything to uh, put your reward points and all that stuff. You pick up a number and they'll, they'll call your number or they'll bring it out to your table. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and, but it's, yeah, but because... It's just a little easier. <laughs> um, and then of course, like everybody uses apps now. Of course. Uh, and so it's just like that added AI is really is like a natural pro- progression to where if you go through the drive through and instead of a person answering or taking your uh, order, you can have, if you can talk to your phone and it clearly understands you, you can also have your uh, drive through window taking yeah. order for you. Which, it's interesting to see. And McDonald's was doing this kind of slowly, or on a more small scale, on their own. But it's like, um, having IBM acquire it, Mm -hmm. it's way bigger because they can take it so much farther and do so much more within the research for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I was kind of wondering, like, well, first off, um, yeah, McDonald's, the, the customer service at McDonald's, they never find, like, a gentle way to let you know the ice cream machine is down. Um, it's down. Stop adding me. Uh, but it does make me wonder, like, I mean, not not that people are really applying at this point, because I think we're still seeing the effects of, um, they call it the great resignation, um, where people just aren't really coming into those types of jobs, uh, anymore unless they get a higher rate wage which fair uh but it does make me wonder is like so is there gonna be is there gonna end up being a shortage of jobs due to automation which i know has been like an age-old question since factories and even before then um and we always found a way to kind of adapt and be flexible and create jobs that basically create create jobs so that um, people can still work, but we still have the automation at our hands. But it's one of those things of like, because mm, the the thing about that was like, it felt like it was on a fairer level back in the day, as if I was live then. But back in the day, it seemed like it was on a fairer level, whereas today, it feels like you got to have like two degrees and 15 years of experience to get like a decent minimum, not even minimum wage, but um, median income type of job. So that's kind of what I'm wondering is like for, I understand um, a lot of low wage workers uh, probably don't feel like coming into work as much. They are kind of resigning en masse. Um, However, where, What's going to fill in the gap between the automation coming in and taking those jobs um, and the assholes, corporations that are basically gatekeeping um, jobs that really you're overqualified for, but they're not, they're still not going to give it to you because they're trying to hold it for whatever culture they want to hold it for, typically white and male, but whatever culture they are gatekeeping it for, like what's going to fill in the gap between those? That's what I'm curious about with like the increase of automation.
But yeah. Um. Yeah, that that would that would be the question I would ask. But what what's your or you have any thoughts on that on the? Yeah. Uh, that is like I said. That's always been a question because people are always like, "He's like getting computers to do our jobs. Who else is like? Where are the people gonna go?" And like I said, we always seem to be resourceful to where even if they make it to where an AI, a computer, or whatever can do that same job, you still somehow in some capacity need a human uh, for certain function. Uh, even with that, like, they need a person, they'll implement uh, AI to answer the phones, but guess what? You actually have to have somebody else for more customer service needs when they have more pressing issues because mm-hmm. a computer can only have a limited amount of answers. So, That's true. And sometimes you need human judgment. So even though when you use the IVR uh, IVR system, with what you push, or when you call in and you push on the buttons, they say push one for this, push yep. two. Uh, you can pay your bill, do it like this, and they tell you all the uh, uh, yep, the phone systems. I'm like, you can do it through the IVR, but we start pushing that zero. <laughs> no, no, I need to talk to a person. I need to, I need them because this is not going to help me. Right. Then, oh, you still need a person, so they're still there are still people for that job because it doesn't eliminate people all the way. It's like, no, it's it's there to simplify it. And then when it's more complicated, it's like, no, you still have people. It's like, they're going to still have to have people trained in restaurants to take orders and to do these things because what if something happens to the system? What if it breaks? What if it goes down? That's the true. ice cream machine break down. <laughs> I don't trust their other system to stay up. <laughs> so it's like, you're still going to need people to be trained for that and to be able to do that uh like it's just with everything like they can have machines build cars but guess what what happens with the machine breaks one you're gonna have to have somebody be able a person to be able to fix the machine and two you'll need somebody to be able to still build cars while the machine is broken so that way production doesn't go down like there's always ways around it and like i said we are resourceful to where we'll well eight bit uh, these ways around and to like make sure that we have these jobs for actual people uh, and it is that thing where a lot of people hate it again we are at a time where people are not making livable wages so right. of course they're not they're not wanting to go back to jobs because it's like it's an insult truthfully yeah. it's, it's, it's a slap in the face it's <laughs> Definitely a slap in the face. I can make more on unemployment than at my actual job. It's like, I, I'm i going to stay at home. And like you said, and they'll want you to have degrees on basic level jobs that you don't need a degree for. And like, you need to have a degree and 100 years of experience. And it's like, first of all, in order to get the job, even if they don't want you to have a degree and they want you to have experience, um, I need the job to get experience and I need experience to get the job. So, right. y'all gonna have to give somewhere. Uh, there are so many people who have degrees not even working in their field. Yep. It's just like, and then even when you have it, if you're make, having a degree and you're still selling somebody, but it's only gonna be for $15 an hour. But literally there are restaurants that are paying teenagers. <laughs> 
starting out for their first job at $15 an hour. And it's like, what? Right. So you, you want me to be, I'm like $50,000 in debt. And you telling me, you want me to work for this, but I can just go ahead and go work at McDonald's, literally work at McDonald's, making the same amount of money, less pressure. I was like, but like, no, like it's ridiculous. They, these companies, the living wage is up, yet the minimum wage is at the same exact constant rate. And been the and same goes, for almost 10 years. Like, do you know, even though what's the national is like, is national, is it even 11 or no? I thought it was still at 725. Okay, yeah, it's, a seven, or it's like seven fifty. Yeah, I know Georgia's is seven twenty five for minimum wage, and like when it's anything above that, they act like it's so special. Like, well, it's above minimum wage. I'm like, and do you know how much you have to make in order to live in Atlanta? Right. <laughs> so, come on. <laughs> like, yeah, like when I was in my apartment, I had to make sure I minimum. I had to do at least. Uh, one day's worth of overtime so I had to do minimum eight hours overtime on every check so that way I'm like oh no I'm good to live comfortably <laughs> so I'm like yeah like it's it's so stupid it's yeah see and then some states are raising theirs yeah but again cost of living is so high and it's just like Nobody wants to go back to work in order for you to pay them such laughable wages where they can't survive off of. Right. Uh, you want people to work 40 hours and then within those 40 hours that they'll have to have some type of other supplemental in income coming in. And that, which means that they're going to be working more hours after that. So like people can be pulling 80 hours a week easily. Because uh, like, they'll be like, I got two full-time jobs. I got a full-time and a part-time. So I'm working 60 hours a week. I'm working 70 hours. And it's like, there's there's no time for people to rest. That's why people are so tired. That's why they are like... They're tired. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like, ugh. Very much so. It's... Like, yeah. <sighs> This is America, and they want you to work five. Shoot, I work six days a week. Ugh. Chicks, a whole six, and they still will call me on my off day and be like, "Can you come now?" <laughs> like, can you? Do you want to work a double? No. Because no. <laughs> bruh, them doubles be killing me. Because that means if I work a double. I mean, I'm doing 16 hours. I bet. Um, yeah, it's like I'm there before the sun comes up, and I'm there after the sun goes down, and then I'll still have to go back to work the next morning. So I'm like, yeah, now, hey, Mike. <laughs> yeah, like typically when I have to do overtime, it's typically because of an emergency. So. <laughs> It's for a good cause, um, but there are some days where it's, like, not an emergency. Um, and they'll ask for volunteers. I'm just like, nah, nah, I will not. Um, I used to think that was lazy, but now I'm just thinking, like, eh, eh. 
And it's not that it's like it's I'm I'm privileged to the point where in typically typically in government because this didn't used to happen to me, but typically in government they compensate you for the overtime, even in emergencies, by the extra pay or extra hours. Um, at one of my old jobs, I was not compensated and had to come in super early, had to stay really late. Um, and the boss would be like, "Oh, just come in just like a little bit later the next day. You'll be fine." That was it. There was no overtime. <laughs> Um, needless to say, I transferred pretty quickly out of that. Um, but generally it's like, yeah, but even that, that goes to show even in government, they like finally supposed to take advantage of their workers. Um, and like try to try to do that guilt thing and like guilt you into like being a team player and coming in, uh, and burn up your, uh, your time off. Um, which is like, if you love your job and you're really passionate about it, and you want to do it, that's fine. But for those of us who are coasting, um, and are like working to live, basically, it's like, no, no, let us enjoy our time off. If you're gonna make us come in, compensate us fairly. Not the walk. <laughs> Sorry. Right out. <laughs> I was like, did I ban them? No, they went right over to yours. <laughs> they went from me to you. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, yeah, exactly. My culture of capitalism and work—it's just ugh, ugh. that is their favorite. That's like like my job. They love to pull on the heartstrings and be like, "Oh, they like to preach family this and family that." But let you call out, "Ooh, they're like, <laughs> you need time. You're sick." <laughs> yes, I'm sick. <laughs> and, but they don't like. They won't, I have somebody, I had to basically give her the rundown on how to make sure that she gets her uh, vacation days because she has three weeks of vacation time to use up by the end of the year. Oh. And, they, they, and they're telling her verbally she can't take her vacation days. I said, no, no, no. You what absolutely you do, can. <laughs> exactly. I was like, and if they don't give it to you, they need to deny you in writing so mm -hmm. that they can pay you out because if they don't, and they're going to they're gonna say that, well, you didn't request it, so they're not going to pay you out. I was like, outsmart them. Yeah. Put it in writing. Let them deny it. So then when you go to them and say, well, since you're denying it and you're saying I cannot go, you have to pay me my money. That's three weeks worth. Pay me my money. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you have to be sometimes. But, they, but they'll, these are the same people that they'll call you and be like, we really need you and we care and we did it. You don't. You don't. So, yeah, like, no. Yeah. It's, yeah. Right, the lies. <laughs> the lies. They will finish you. It's like, you have to be, I, that's one thing I've always learned, uh, and I'm glad that, like, my mom worked in, like, office settings and things like that, so that way I learned from her how to finish these jobs because... They will try some things, mm -hmm. and now I know how to handle certain situations. To where I'm like, oh, okay, like that's what, right. Pizza, we have a pizza party. Yes, pizza. <laughs> like, no, no, I want that pizza, Susan. <laughs> Don't forget your spirit like, weeks. We, <laughs> we had one like a couple. We had one last month or whatever. September, yeah, we had one in September. <laughs> we had we had a spirit week. 
But that was more for morale. And uh, yeah, my yeah. direct my direct boss got us good food uh, catered in. And then one of the other managers was in the building got pizza. <laughs> but we're like, we ate. We had Shane's rib shack. <laughs> and then she brought pizza. Just like last uh, Halloween, we had a party. And again, one of the office managers, pizza. Ours was like, my direct supervisor was like, um, so I got Olive Garden catered. <laughs> so certain people, you'd be like, I, I, I don't, I no, I was working in an office downtown a couple of years ago when we had that ice storm in Georgia, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, people, when they couldn't get in because it was ice everywhere, and so the people who were there, and they were like, oh, can you guys stay and, like, man the phone, da da because, um, like, doing IT stuff, and, like, they wanted us to work through our lunch breaks. They're like, well, guys, because, like, nobody's here to do this, and Ugh. we'll bring you lunch. And when they said they'll bring us lunch, we were like, I'm listening. On the clock. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you can stay on the clock. You can eat at your desk. We're like, okay. We're like, all right, cool. I'll work through my break. I don't care. They came around with some cold pizza by the end of our shift. I was like, you know what? Man. I'm, I'm, not, staying. I'm not staying tomorrow. No. I don't care. <laughs> all the pizza. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> you so, like, you just have to, these companies, I think, they got, they were so used to being able to get away with these things. Yeah. To where now people are, like, fed up or, like, finding different options in order to make money and having to, like, not do these things. So, it's just, like, yeah, yeah they're not going to stand for it, like, at all. So, because, yeah, like, I'm at the point where I'll be like, I ain't quitting a job, but if you fire me, guess what? I'm going to unemployment because, baby... Basically, you ain't pushing. I was like, you gonna have to push me out. I ain't leaving. So I was like, and you can't say I never did my job because I make sure I do my job. So you can never deny it and be like, oh, she didn't do. I did my work. <laughs> so you're not gonna deny it. It's gonna have to be for a valid, a really valid reason. <laughs> yeah. This has to, yeah. Companies today. It's not the same as in the 70s and 80s and 90s. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It really is. It, yeah. It is. Huh. On that note, <laughs> I don't think we have anything else, right? No, nothing like pressing, nothing major really. Nothing major. Yeah, everything was kind of chill the rest of the week, and um, only side note is that I hope everybody, like, especially because we're, since we're going to be on our little breaky break uh, until next month, that, like, everybody kind of remembers to take care, because it's the, it's time for season, it's seasonal depression time, y'all. It is. Uh, I, I started changing. I started feeling it today. I was just like, oh, the motivation just kind of sapped, didn't it? Yep. Um. Like, yeah. Yeah. Take care of your mental health. Like, yeah, like I had to take a break from Discord for a while just because it's like life, life be coming at you. It hits hard. Yeah. Very hard. <laughs> and so sometimes you need that time to be like, 
Yeah. Especially with, especially I think uh, with like streamers, make sure you take care of yourself because our personality, like your personality, you have to be on so much. Mm-hmm. And you're on camera and you're having to like be, even if you're not like super, super uh, animated or anything like that, but your personality has to be on. You have to be yep. so engaging and it takes so much out of you. And when you add depression on top of that, thank you. Oh, <laughs> uh, when you add like, when you add the streaming on top of like your depression, then it's just kind of like a, I already feel drained and not yep. having to do this extra work. And it's just like, it's a lot, <sighs> especially for us, uh, introverts. Yes. Um, not that you can't be animated and stuff being an introvert, but because you recharge typically by yourself and that's how you mm-hmm. recharge, like take, take some time to, like really take care of yourself and like be be to yourself and be in your head in a good way um be be a little more introspective i would say uh but yeah for introverts uh especially and i mean extroverts kind of feel it too um because people are going in more so they're not going to want to be out as much and all that so um it's a little bit of both uh but because uh we as creators and uh, we're trying to be entertaining and um, kind of like the Democrats do big tent strategy. Um, only half joke in there, but um, but because we like are trying to be appeasing and stuff and trying to be on, like just take time to recharge um, and take care of yourself and don't pressure yourself to try to reach whatever metric is going to come when it comes. Mm-hmm. Um... So just kind of remember that and like put yourself before anything else. Everything else can wait, but your health comes first overall. Later, Mike. Thank you for stopping through. Take your time. (laughs) Take your time. Recharge. Yes. Your breaks. Uh, Do whatever you need to do. Uh, if you know what's stressing you out and like you're, if you're able to go to therapy, go to therapy. If you're not, find like different free resources and things like that uh, to help. If you can't even do that, if you have somebody you can even just kind of talk to to vent, do that. Like uh, find something or find some way to process how, your emotions how you need to, uh, and especially in a healthy manner. Because when you bottle it up, it just it eats away with you it does and it makes it so much worse yes so it's like you just have to find different ways uh to deal with it and you know like so just like take care of yourself guys because oh it'd be rough out here because like i said it was already bad enough that we've been in the house for two years and our and then the world is just like blah right it's, now it's just a blah state like oh yeah like is like even last week for embassy talk, I spent the entire day crying, whole whole day. I was at work crying, and then I got on here and was just like, pull it together, get on stream, and they would never know. I was like, cause like I, but I needed that time to kind of be like, Dora to be like, all right, I'm gonna chill, I'm gonna chill, cause I needed to kind of recharge myself do a lot because that took a lot to even get on and be like 
And then afterwards, you're like, okay, and I'm out. Oh, oh no, there, there are nights where I'm just like, okay, I'm tired, and I don't want to do anything. Um, it does take a lot. Yeah, it takes so much. Like, take care of yourselves. And... <sighs> yes, it takes a lot out of your time, and it's like it takes so much even for things that you love doing. Yeah, because yeah. I love doing this. Like, but it takes a lot. Yeah. And like me personally, I had to figure out that because I like uh, streaming and I like doing certain other activities, like I haven't been able to read because like I've, everybody knows like battle depression and anxiety. Um, and over the past couple of years, it's just been like up and down more. Mm -hmm. And I haven't, I love reading, but I haven't been able to uh, consistently read in about a year yep i haven't been able to like sit down and like actually read a book i finally figured out like oh i have to put i tried to do that to relieve my stress but because i'm so stressed i'm putting stress on myself to do what i want to do to relieve stress so like oh i need to find something physical to do to yes extra energy and then when, I, when that clicked for me I was able to, I, I finished a whole book so quick. I was like, oh my gosh, I can read again because this is something I'm not coming into it stressed at this yes. point. Like my body is not tense where I'm trying to do something. So it's like, you have to find things, but like, and that might not work for everybody, but that worked. I figured out that worked for me to release yeah. my stress in a physical manner to where my mind is clear and empty and I can actually enjoy the things. That's why I was able to sit there and get on stream today and was like streaming for five hours chilling because mentally like it's i'm good i was like okay and i was like oh like i relieved my stress a different way to where i felt good and you can enjoy the things that are supposed to like bring you joy yep so it's like yeah like find things like that to yeah. do like you just have to kind of reflect them it's not easy on any part i was like and y'all don't especially within like uh black and uh person of color uh Really, like, uh, any ethnic uh, communities, they frown upon, older generations frown upon therapy. But, like, yeah, if you can go to therapy, go. Definitely go. This works wonders. It works wonders. It, even yeah. if you don't think you have anything to talk about, you'll find something to talk about. Tell me. Oh, no, you definitely find something to talk about. Um, Yeah, definitely go. Yeah, because it's nice to have that that objective person who has been trained to listen to you vent and to analyze it and to be like, okay, so this is probably why you're feeling this way or reacting this way. Um, even just to get some introspection, like it's, it's so helpful. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely invest into it if you can. Um, I know they have sliding scale therapy still, so look into that. Um, I'm not gonna comment on the spaghettios knee because I love you. <laughs> we found me enough today. <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Um, like we said, just um, take care of yourselves. Uh, also, look out for each other. This is pretty close knit community, so just like you know, buddy system here. Um, you know, I know everybody has like certain people they check up on and just just keep them in mind and stuff and be sure to check up on them and 
be a lending ear if they need it, um, shoulder if they need it, virtual shoulder. So, um, but yeah, I think that is pretty much it. And, uh, pending, fingers crossed, knock on wood, I don't get any more hiccups like I did tonight. Uh, y'all will see us, y'all will see the podcast, us in the podcast, um, back on December 1st. Um, I will probably do some pop-ups in between. I'm, my, my stream, last stream of this week will be Saturday night, because we're going to dinner Sunday, right? Yeah, Okay. Sunday. Uh, so Saturday night, uh, we'll be carding, um, and after that, I'll, I'll pop up when I pop up, uh, until I move. Um, <laughs> yeah, I live near you. <laughs> Wait, you didn't, well, we go eat, usually, M, if, as long as she's, like, able to, she'll be coming. Yeah, if it's on my off day, I'll be there. I like food. <laughs> Not prepared. I. Oh, do you, were you only, like, prepared for <laughs> and was part of us <laughs> oh man oh. I promise yeah. I don't bite <laughs> when we say uh, when we'd be like Korean barbecue that usually that usually revolves around Panda me Drift M K <laughs> that is, that's the usual suspects yeah so yeah <laughs> I was like, yes. I was like, so yeah. It's fun. It's a fun time. I'm telling you, like, it's so fun. <laughs> like, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> we're glad you feel included. So I think that's like earlier when you're like, you didn't realize that when we calling you our friend, we mean it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't call everybody my friend. If I call you my friend, I mean it. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I don't call everybody my friend. And like, to me. For the longest, I didn't know if I wanted to like you at first because I was like, she's so cool. I was like, I don't know. I don't want to get attached to her. I got to feel this out first. And then I was like, gosh, damn it. Like, God damn it. She's <laughs> I'm like, I can't deny this anymore. Oh, man. Like, uh-uh. Because <laughs> they were like me. And I was like, who is this person in Discord? I don't know them. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then it was just like... So, <laughs> me, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so that's like, exactly how it goes. And we're just such a, like, y'all, like, our community is so fun and loving. And we, like you, like you said, like, we check in on each other. We embrace each other. We make genuine friendships with each other. Uh, and it's, like, such a, try to be, exude so much positivity. And just a support system so that way like because sometimes especially like especially for nerds like sometimes if you don't have that in your regular life where like you have enough people who are into that it's like this was the is a place to help like grow and like yeah it was a place where i like really came into my personality because i'm like oh like other people are like me and i don't have to hide it what and so it's like yeah Yep, pretty much. Because uh, I cannot talk about nerd stuff at work for the longest. Well, I think like, I could talk about it with like two people. And then I transferred and I couldn't talk about it with nobody. And then I found y'all and I was like, okay, I have people I could talk about this with again. But oof, at first that was, it was rough. It was, yeah, because it was so accepted. 
Like, I already told y'all last week about, like, yeah, I wasn't really accepted in high school and all that. But in college, I felt pretty accepted. So then I had to step into work, and I was like, except, nope, nope, y'all, nope, never mind. Um, I'm just gonna stay at my desk, wear my headphones, and chill. All right, uh, y'all would get professional M all the time. <laughs> and that's how it was. But no, um, very much had to tuck her back, tuck nerd me back in the back in the vault for a little bit but um but yeah i it, it feels it feels good to like really be yourself and like go full nerd with like people who care about you yeah i'm i'm very surface level weeb at work and i couldn't even be surface level weeb at some places because they did not know what anime was for for nothing um so just now i'm just now getting to like okay i can do surface level weeb you like comics too? Okay, cool. So yeah. <laughs> hey. What? <laughs> yes. Like I completely understand because high school I wasn't like. Uh, yeah, I was very to myself. Some since I'm very introverted. Uh, college again, I was very to myself, and I wasn't able to be like full nerd out. It was like if there were popular, more pop culture things that everybody would like, like, everybody was watching Game of Thrones. Everybody mm. was watching True Blood. Everybody was watching Twilight. So, like, it was more of the, like, if everybody did it, I felt comfortable talking about it. But it's like, right. everybody's not talking about anime, so I can't, like, talk about anime right. for that. Uh, I go to work, it's like, nobody talks about that. Right. Uh, every once in a while, I would peep something somebody would have, like, and it's usually like all in it would always be the people who like went to art school or something that I end up friends with because they'd be I'm looking up like I see that character <laughs> on your bag. You too are, are a fan of the culture. <laughs> it's like okay. Uh it's like and that's like the people I became friends like the girl who uh drew up some of my stuff. I met her through a job because she went to art school and uh she we ended up becoming like friends and I was just like Hey, you're really cool. You're into the same stuff, and she's like a super K-pop person, all that stuff. Like, and it's like, but you would have never known things like that, right? Uh, like you have to hide that self, that part of yourself. But like within this community, it's like you don't, and we can we embrace all facets. Only part we don't really embrace that much is like if you play Madden, because not it, many people sports, yes, but playing Madden, playing it, like look. A big because there's a place for that there is a place for it um that just might not be this place but yeah it there's just, a place for it it's just like you won't get too much conversation because it's like uh... yeah no <laughs> like we even have cod players but madden like yeah not so much <laughs> yeah <laughs> But all in all, just, like, everybody look out for each other, especially this time of year. Take care of each other. Love each other. Uh, be kind to each other. And, like, yeah. Just because it's, it's hard. It's in the year. It's hard. It's very hard. So. Yeah. Gotta, yeah. Take care of each other. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Alrighty. Right? We even have Bulls fans. We're pretty diverse. We okay. 